So, no, we're not teaching in school, even though I learned a lot of great things in school about life and business, but I didn't learn a lot of the basics, and that's why I'm so passionate about what I do and so supportive of this radio show. If you have not signed up for our free newsletter, it's an e-newsletter, you've got to do that now. Go to our website. Once again, bringonsuccess.com. Click on the free newsletter, and that will arrive in your email box every month. An exciting program today. We're going to be joined by Ellen Rohr from Bare Bones Biz, and she's been on the program before. We're going to be talking about her book, Where Did the Money Go?, and how to handle things in today's economy. Let's go out to our guest right now. Ellen Rohr. Ellen, how are you today? I love your show. Let's let's bring it, baby. Let's bring on the success. Let's bring it on. Um, just recently uh, reviewed your book, Where Did the Money Go? Love your books. You know, they're really actually nice, quick reads with a lot of great information in them. Why don't we talk about what's going on out there about people being nervous in this economy today? How can you help our listeners? Well, I think what you can, you, maybe you, they could take this away from our, our, our discussion today. We can fix the economy one business at a time. And you can solve the problems that are going on in your business with cash flow, with too much debt, with not having the right selling price, with not knowing where you're going or having a strategy in the first place, with not understanding the numbers. You know, I graduated from college with a degree in business administration. Get this, the top graduate in my business administration class, and I still didn't know how to balance my checkbook. So no, we're not teaching in school, even though I learned a lot of great things in school about life and business, but I didn't learn a lot of the basics, and that's why I'm so passionate about what I do and so supportive of this radio show. It's a great, a great resource for folks, but don't feel stupid if you don't know what you don't know. Just acknowledge it and figure it out. So you can fix your business, and you can fix your business by applying the basics. Charge more than it costs. Know where the money goes. Have a little plan in place, like a budget, that gives you something to aim for and a justification for your selling prices. So I guess my overall encouragement is that you can fix the economy, and now's a great time to do it. You, you know, there's in a, a hole, and now, now people are negotiating. Well, you know, there's no question. In a time like we're in right now, we don't have to buy what's being sold by the media, which is basically totally. cover yourself up, 18, 24, 36 months. After that, you'll be okay. That's a bunch of garbage. My business has never been stronger. I've actually told my team at my office that we're taking this on as a challenge, and we are going to come out of this stronger than we went, when we went in. And what's great about that, Ellen, is that we are actually fighting this storm. There's a lot of resistance, which is the economy. It's harder to get dollars in. It's harder to get people to buy. But when we come out of this, Ellen, we're going to actually be stronger. We're going to be in better condition. It's kind of like being physically conditioned uh, for a race. If you put a lot of weights on your body, when you take them off, you're actually able to run further. It's so true. We, this type of economy, if it's actually hitting your, your, your industry, which I'm questionable anyway, I'm with you. I just You can choose not to participate. But if you've got behind the eight ball, let's suppose you've got a little too much debt, you've got some big clients uh, who are pulling out, you've got some challenges. Now is your most shining hour. Now is the time that you practice 
you put into practice all those things that you learn during the easy times, and you make this a game, an adventure, just like you're saying to your team. So here's a couple of tips to add to the good advice that you just shared. One is don't talk about it. Don't listen to people who are naysaying. Turn off the news. All of them, all the talking heads are just talking crazy. So don't listen to it. Don't participate. Another thing you can do right now is you can negotiate with your lenders. If you found yourself in a, in a pile of debt, let's say that you, you really did bite off more than you can chew, chew you did um, not practice good business basics in the first place and you may have some crushing debt, now's the time to talk to your bank, talk to your lenders and say, I need a little bit of relief. We need to restructure some things. I'm going to be one of the companies that's going to really kick butt in the next few years and this is what we can do. So now you can renegotiate. And here's my best tip. You're going to love this one. Now is a great time to acquire companies. No question. Isn't that, isn't that, I mean, it's so much easier than you can imagine it is. If someone in your industry has gone out of business and their phone is still ringing, you could talk to the phone company and have that defunct phone number ring into your shop. That is, like I, I like to say, money for nothing, chicks for free, as the great Mark Knopfler said. <laughs> Ellen, not only can you pick up a business, but if you're not quite at that stage where you can afford to pick up a business or you don't have the infrastructure, you can also pick up human resources that have been left behind. Totally. And, you know, an acquisition doesn't have to be a full-blown brick-and-mortar merger. It can be as simple as a one-man band who hung up his sh shingle and life just stinks for him. And he comes to work for you, he understands what an owner goes through, and he's ready to salute to someone else and not be the one on call and putting all his financial resources at risk. He may just become your most incredible employee. And the customers that he develops, you may even give him a little extra bonus for every call that's closed on, on his customer list or on the phone number that he brings with him. That's how simple acquisition can be. Ellen, those are some great ideas. Let's talk a little bit about your book, Where Did the Money Go? And by the way, you have been generous enough to give away one of these books on our program today to get Ellen Rohr's book, Where Did the Money Go? Let's talk a little bit about the book, Ellen. What's the premise here? Well, I wouldn't have written a book if when I was trying to figure out where the money went in my own company, I could find one like it. Like you said, it's a simple read. It's about 100 pages. There's pictures in it. The book is designed to teach you what is well, your asset from your elbow. What's an asset? What's a liability? What does equity mean? These are weird words. And if we don't teach them in sixth grade, which I think we should, then you're going to have to catch up. Um, it defines the words. It tells you what a balance sheet is, what an income statement is. And it's nice because it takes a, a little contractor through seven transactions and then shows the evidence of those transactions in the financial report. So it starts on kind of a, uh, you know, bit by bit gradient, makes it a little easier for you to understand it. Because I would have given my right arm for a book when once upon a time I quit my real job, I go to work for my husband, the plumber, and we just make a mess out of our family business. It was a really humbling, humiliating time. Ellen, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about that, because I love your story. And, and you were forced to make things happen. You learned what you needed to learn, and then you had an opportunity to take a company big time. Why don't you talk about that? Well, um, what happened is I thought I knew something. I have this degree. I've, I've been a manager. I've had a whole bunch of jobs and have dealt with financial reports and financial decision-making prior to um, my husband uh, getting into a little financial trouble. And what happened is his partner died, age 33, worked himself into an early grade. I mean, this is what happens in small business. Sounds good for starters, and unless you craft a good plan, you may sacrifice everything for it. 
so it was, you know, that was the situation I was in, and I said to my husband, I'm going to quit my real job. I'll come work for you. I can count the money. You can turn the wrenches, and we'll get rich. Seemed like a good idea. Well, well it always does. That's the typical small business. <laughs> well, it didn't turn out that way, and mostly because I didn't know what I was doing financially. My husband was a great plumber. That wasn't the problem. We weren't charging enough, and we weren't keeping track of the money. And I would never have known except for, you know, this is, this is why you provide such an amazing service to people. Jim, in my case, I read a magazine. And in it, it's a trade magazine, and I, in it was a, a fellow who wrote a book about business, and he was confronting just these issues. Well, you're not charging enough, and you don't know where the money is. And I read this article. I, call, I, I wrote him a letter, and he called me up. And he said, honey, you have your head. And he told me where my head was, and it was a really dark place. Ooh. And I was totally offended because no one had ever talked to me like that before. But the next day, it took me till the next day to call him back and say, you know what? I don't know what I'm doing, and I would so appreciate your help. So he is why I do what I do. And behind every successful person, I know you're going to agree, somebody lends you, you a hand. They said, here, let, let me show you the way. Let me help you. You knucklehead sometimes. Sometimes it's a little tough love, but he really set me on a path of figuring out my assets, my elbow, and uh, you know, understanding where the money went. And so the first step in making a fortune, I recommend that you get the current financial situation addressed. Where are you? Let's find out where the money is, how much you have, what do you owe, what's the difference, is it right? And then from there, once we've got the scorecard established, we can understand the impact of our decision-making. If we're making a good decision, the score should get better. If we're making a stupid decision, the score will get worse. And so getting the score in place is the, the reason I wrote that book. Does that help? Absolutely does. Alan, would you recommend that every small business owner get something like QuickBooks for accounting, understand their financial statements, and hire a CPA? Yes, but let me tell you one of the myths. I, I, I agree with everything, but the hire, hire the CPA, I want to put a little caveat on that, okay? There is this myth that what I need is a really great accountant, and that's going to get me out of trouble. I, I am a busy girl with my consulting because of the number of people, business owners I know, who entrusted their financials to crappy, negligent, or sometimes even criminal CPAs. You are the one who's in charge. It's your job to direct the CPA. And you want your CPA to say, how can I serve you? What are your long-term goals? Do you want to build this company to sell it? Are you interested in passing it on to family members? Do you want to get big? Do you want to stay little? What do you see when you grow up? You want someone who's going to help you account for the money, but not, uh, I, I call uh, a lot of CPAs are either martyrs. They, you know, they'll, they'll deem to help you if they're not busy and they're always filing extensions and not giving you very much help when you want it. Or the intimidator, that you go into their, you know, mahogany-lined office and they make you feel like a, a five-year-old. You don't need either of those people. You need working professionals who are going to help you make your dreams come true, and you can never, ever, ever relinquish responsibility for the money. So you sit shoulder-to-shoulder shoulder with your CPA and with your bookkeeper until you know what every line item means on those financials. You're right. You're absolutely uh, correct. I think Robert Kiyosaki also pushes that point. You have to understand your own financials. And also, the government, the IRS, doesn't really care too much what happened with the CPA. You, as the business owner, are ultimately responsible for your numbers. Here, here. It's, and it's your money. Why not keep score? And I guess the good news is, here's another myth, that you have to work really hard. 
Mm. I think it's so much easier than you realize it is. I mean, I remember, like, uh, turning to my mentor and saying, is this all there is? Am I I pretty much there? And he's going, yeah, it's not that hard. The words are a little weird. You need someone to kind of coach you through the basics. But once you understand it, you've got to charge more than it costs and create a profit. You've got to take their money now so that you don't get all your cash tied up in accounts receivable. There's nothing you're going to learn from my book or basic accounting or basic finance from anyone that will insult your common sense. It's just that we have to quit trying to be so fancy and just get real. And what I have learned, and I know with certainty, that the basics work from Main Street to Wall Street. And if we're going to fix Wall Street, we've got to fix Main Street. Ellen, do you find that most small business owners really don't know where their money is going and that they're losing money on a regular basis? Yes, I think they think that if they get a bookkeeper, and sometimes it's a really sweet gal who comes in and her desk looks tidy at the end of the day, and they've got their fingers crossed that they're in compliance with Uncle Sam, but the reality is that that person may have no idea what they're doing. So I think that there's a lot of abdication of responsibility. And so when I work with clients, the first thing I do is I say, hey, you know what, I'll spend some time with you on the phone. And if you're brave enough, and I hope you are, send me over your balance sheet and your profit and loss, and we'll go through it. I'll teach you a little balance sheet 101. This is how I understand it. This is how Warren Buffett used to grab the uh, the chief executive officers and the previous owners of companies he acquired or he was working with, he would do the same thing. He would sit them down and show them the balance sheet and the impact of decisions on the balance sheet and why he was buying that company. And it is. This is what we can make better. Sure, Ellen. And it is all about the money. A lot of people say, well, I like doing what I do, and I don't really care if I make money or not. That's not responsible. You've got, you've got employees. You've got customers. If you're not being responsible, you can't even service your customers if you're upside down. We are like twin sons of different mothers. Oh, we. Daughter. <laughs> I so agree with you. <laughs> hey, Ellen, uh, Ellen, let's give out your phone number. Why don't you give out the phone number to, your, uh, to our listeners? Okay. It's uh, 877 877- Six two nine seven six four seven, and I'm going to take you through the process of putting together a business plan, of crafting that vision in your head, and then taking inspired action in, in the direction of your dreams. And the good, good news is it's just not so hard. You're making it way harder than it needs to be. With some clarity and some focused action, you can get a lot more done, and it can be a lot more fun. And yes, money is part of the ultimate dream. Why not? Ellen Rohr, thanks so much for joining us today. Once again, Ellen Rohr from Bare Bones Biz. Give her a call, 877-629-7647. 